and welcome to the Fine Fitness Podcast, where me, Brendan Loden, a humble person from Hull's opinions on the fitness industry, gets blasted into people's ears. And apparently some of you listen to it. Um, on today's episode, we will be discussing how to return to the gym in such a manner that allows you to be more confident when you're walking back into the gym, having a clue what to do, preventing overwhelm, and genuinely enjoying the process now you are back in the gym. Before we get on with things, I just want to ask you all to do all the podcasting stuff that people need to do with podcasts to get them out of there. So I urge every single one of you, and I mean every single one of you, and I get 200 listens a podcast, to screenshot this in any manner, whether that be posted on Facebook, Instagram stories, or anything like that. So I want you to screenshot this, and I want you to put in your stories. And I want you to message me the two takeaways that you've got from this podcast. So share it on your stories. Your boy BL is going to be messaging you after that. And then fucking our BL. And then we can take action. So I want you to, to prove to me you've learned something from this podcast today. I want you to press subscribe if you're on Spotify. I want you to press a five-star review if you're on Apple. Uh, I want you to just get this podcast out of there. As I always say with every single episode, if this happen, happens to help just one person today, that's mission accomplished. So I'm going to flip over to the Brendan that recorded this a little bit earlier and he's going to discuss with you how to feel more confident in the gym once we return. Hello and welcome to episode eight of the Fine Fitness Podcast with me, Brendan Loden. And if this goes to plan, I have got two episodes out in what? Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So that's four days between two episodes. The reason why, the reason is, and the reason how I'm doing this is because I'm just really motivated to do it. And I do think there is an element of discussion, as you might have seen from the title today, that you need to know ASAP. You need to have enough time prior. You need to plan for it. And that is the eventuality of the gym's reopening on the 12th of April and the world reopening too. Because it's not all sunshine and rainbows, well it is, but some of you out there are going to be fucking worrying about it. Um, some of you out there are, in a way, maybe dreading it. Uh, and that's that's fine, that's okay. And today I'm going to discuss on this podcast what we can do to alleviate that as much as we can. Um, FYI, this is a bit of an impromptu one, so this podcast might be 10 minutes. This podcast might be three hours. Um, obviously, once it's out, you'll see how long it's been, how long it has been, or how long whatever... Whatever time frame is on this podcast, I have not got anything planned, so to say. Um, usually, I plan these podcasts as meticulously as possible, but I've just come back from a decent walk. I'm feeling feeling good, to be honest. I'm feeling happy. I'm feeling motivated to record a new podcast. So while all these things are going on in the top of my head already, I just blurt them all out, and hopefully uh, you'll all enjoy it. Um, shall we get on with it? So, yeah, 12th of April. As I've said this, now I've got a podcast with it. We all know Boris could let us down. Um, obviously, we don't want that to happen. Obviously, we want things to be able to open. We want the gyms to open. We want the pubs to open. Just because I don't particularly go out much myself does not mean I don't want the gyms to open or the pubs to open. I would like to go out for drinks. I do want to go out for meals. And eventually... Um, even though I feel a bit too old for it, I do want to go back to nightclubs on the 21st of June as well. So just because I don't go out all the time does not mean I'm not looking forward to 
the potential of gyms and pubs and hairdressers reopening. So behind the scenes here today when I'm recording this, I'm recording this on Zoom. I can see a fucking awful trim that um, Sarah from Lux Academy will be sorting out on the 12th. Um, So yeah, let's get on with it. We as people have been conditioned for about a year now to stay away from people, to be vigilant of people, to keep your distance, to disinfect everything we touch and to do everything else to keep yourselves safe. And then all of a sudden we're expected to just be okay with going outside. I am looking forward to it, don't get me wrong, um, as will other people. But that doesn't mean I'm not shitting myself a little bit. Um, so, yeah, it, it, it's in an easy fix. We've just been conditioned for the past year or so not to to be near people. And then we're going to be expected to be, to be okay with it. Um, and obviously, if you are someone that is working within the fields, so that's people behind bars in pubs, in restaurants. Obviously, I feel for you guys as well because you guys are going to get the short end of a lot of rude people. Um, So anyone that is listening to this, hoping for advice for the gym, that is working in bars and things like that. Obviously, fingers crossed for you guys, things go as swimmingly as possible as well. As you can see, I'm already waffling. And we're what? We are two minutes in, three minutes in. Um, But yeah, so personally, uh, from my own experience of the 25th of July when the gyms reopened in the first lockdown, I had an anxiety attack on the first day. I'm not sure if I mentioned it on the podcast in the past, actually, but it was it was embarrassing, to be honest. And I am putting myself out of that situation this time around. So the gym opens on the 12th of April. I will not be going in on that first day back. Um, first of all, I'm thankful that I don't have to. So I don't work for a gym anymore. I work for myself. So I don't have to, to, to go in on that first day. I can return back to my clients and my gym the day after so hopefully things will have reduced a little bit but for those that are wanting to, to go in the gym that are just eager and itching to get in the gym on day one this podcast will be used to, useful to you um those that aren't going in on the day on day one but are still eager to get in but are a bit timid to go in this podcast is for you guys also but yeah so first of all i'm not saying avoid the gym on day one i'm personally just doing that myself i'm not telling anybody that you need to be doing that um also just due to my my anxiety attack that i had Last year, I think it's best for my situation personally to not be running in there, helpful ever, going for it straight away. Um, as a personal trainer, I think I'm expected to be comfortable in the gym environment 24-7. And reality, I'm not. And that's perfectly fine. We aren't always accustomed to situations that we've never been in before. And 25th of July last year, we had, what, five months away from people. I just had one month of outdoor training with my clients and then I was thrust upon this situation where I was supposed to act normal and go back into the gym, clean up the kit as usual as a shift, and then intermingle with members. And then I've like I might have PT'd on the day after that, on the Sunday. And I didn't handle it well. Um, I locked myself in the toilets in the gym and I had an anxiety attack. And it was it was more the shame of it all, to be honest. Um, but yeah, like I've told my clients about that. And now I'm telling you guys, if I've said anything on the podcast prior, so be it. Uh, you know, you guys go know, know again. There's no harm in you finding out twice. Um, so, yeah. So that's why. So the 12th of April, I will not be in there. You guys, might, you might be. Um, in regards to returning to the gym, I'm going to go through several sort of problem attack. I'm going to be covering overwhelm, the expectations, going steady, 
sticking to the basics, sticking to your plan, enjoying it and seeking advice. They are the sections that I'll be covering today. And as I said, I'm not fully planned this today, so I might even create other subsections or even forget about the section I've just mentioned there. Um, so yeah, stay tuned and let's go into the first subject. And that subject is overwhelmed. And we are going to start off with defining what overwhelm actually is. Overwhelm is a state of being upset by an intense emotion that is difficult to manage. It can affect your ability to think and act rationally. Emotional overwhelm may be caused by stress, traumatic experiences, relationship issues, and uncomfortability within a scenario. In particular, what we will be discussing today is that last section there, uncomfortableness in regards to a certain scenario, i.e. in this situation, it is returning to the gym. So what can we do to manage our overwhelm inside the gym? And the first thing that we are will be doing when we are talking about overwhelming the gym is a little thing called managing our thoughts. So this is therapy for social anxiety and it involves managing negative thought processes that keep your anxiety going. Um, and you can use a method to hopefully make you feel better within this gym environment. So I'm going to have one saying on one side and then I want you to have your realistic thought on the other side as well. So your anxious thought could be on this scenario here. Everyone is staring at me. They must think I'm fat and out of shape. Or that could also be, everyone is staring at me. They must think I don't have a clue what I'm doing and I shouldn't be here. That could also be, everyone is staring at me. They must think I'm too skinny and I should be in a different area of the gym. That's how sort of three different elements of that could be. The realistic thought actually is, everyone is focused on themselves and their own workout. So if you are thinking that everyone is staring at you, I want you to ingrain that into your souls. I want you to think of that 24-7 when you're in the Obviously not 24-7 because that might actually cause more overwhelm, but I want you to think of that when you're in the gym. The next thought could be, I feel so anxious, I can't get through this workout. And then the realistic thought can be, this is going to help you get through it, would be, I can do this, keep counting the reps, and I'll do my fucking best. Didn't really need to swear there, did I? But you get the point there. Um, the anxious thought again, what am I doing here? I don't believe I belong here. I can't really do this. Um, the realistic thought that I want you to ingrain in your head here is I made a goal to get in the better shape I want to be in. I'm working towards that goal. So what we're doing here, we're thinking of the anxious thought and we want to apply this realistic thought in there because in actuality, this is what you should be thinking and this is what's actually occurring. People are not staring at you in the gym. They may be staring at you because you're staring at them back because you're the one that's anxious in the gym. Um, that's something that I've learned over time in the gym myself. I... I feel anxious in a gym already. I don't train with other people. I train at times where, I mean, you could do this as well, I suppose, to yourselves. I train at a time when nobody else is in the gym. I train at 7 a.m. so nobody speaks to me. And that's how I, that's how I get things done. And that is perfectly fine. Um, I have those thoughts and I try and transfer it using the sort of thoughts I use there. Your thoughts and your emotions will impact your behavior. So if you have any... Hum, 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 Brendan any unhelpful or negative thoughts, it's going to make you feel worse. Challenging and changing those thoughts to be more positive or helpful can help you make, make yourself feel a little bit better. Um, so yeah, that section there, managing your thoughts, hopefully. So you think of the negative thing, I want you to apply the positive thing towards that. Hopefully that'll work for you there. Uh, the second aspect we are going to be doing is building your confidence. Uh, build your confidence about going to the gym can be done in four easy ways. That's keeping going. That's researching the gym equipment ahead of time. That's realising your confidence can grow. And last of all, that is being comfortable within the environment within that gym. So 
We'll go back to the top. Keep going. The more often you go to the gym, the easier it will become each time. The opposite can also be true. The less you go, the worse it's going to get. Um, I want you to sort of make it a habit. If you need to go in there with blinkers on, just go on the cross train the first ever time when we return. So fucking be it. Slowly condition yourself back into that gym environment. If you are really uncomfortable within that gym environment within that first week, I want you to go back once in that week. Week two, I want you to go back in twice. Week three, I want you to go three times. Week four, four times. If that, that's a worst case scenario, if you feel like you need to do that, it's your provocative. I'm not going to make you do, I'm not do anything. I mean, I'm just a dickhead on the other end of a, of a podcast. So I'm not going to make you do anything anyway. But if you are really feeling like you need to get up for it, you need to slowly adapt yourself back into the gym environment. Week one, one time. Week two, two times. Week three, three times. Week four, four times. And as I said at the top of this, if you're going in once in that first week, do not fucking go back on day one. Um, you're going to make more problems for yourself than you really need to. Um, second thing we're going to do to build our confidence is research the equipment ahead of time so you feel less intimidating and more familiar with the purpose of each exercise or each sort of piece of equipment. Um, this one, you can always book inductions with past trainers at any good quality gym. If not... Um, Obviously, we'll go back to seeking help at the end of it. So we'll, we'll cover that aspect a little bit more later on. But yeah, you can always look at everything. A lot of places now have clear instructions on each machine and things like that. There is no shame in using something for the first ever time. We've all been there. Um, it's, it's the reality of feeling stupid. And then when you feel stupid, you feel a bit worse for yourself. And then you start beating yourself up about it. And then it's this constant cycle. Um, so yes, yeah, so research the equipment. Try and feel comfortable on it. Go back to keep going at the top section there. Repeat, 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 and you'll essentially, hopefully, eventually feel better for it. Um, section three, realizing your confidence will grow the more you exercise and it become more physically fit and active. So essentially, in short, trust the process on this one. Go into that gym, try and do an exercise. If you don't feel right, try it again. If you don't feel right, try it again. Unless, obviously, you're injuring yourself. We don't want that to happen, obviously. Um, but yeah, so... Try not to injure yourselves in the process, but try and look on YouTube again, seeking help. I'm going to keep going back to that a little bit. Um, try and cover as many bases as you can on day one of going back in. And last of all, going in the first day, just have a look around. There is no harm in you going back on day one, just have a look around, seeing how busy it is um, and seeing sort of lay the land, how many people are going to be in there. If it's a new gym, you're going to see where things are straight away. And, essentially you can feel more comfortable before you even got into the gym on that day one. Um, you can also start slowly expose yourself to the situation to help ease anxiety and build confidence. So that's outside of the gym. You can also do that too. Um, if you don't know what gym you're going to go back to, or if you're going to a new gym, start by researching that gym and maybe just walking past it when it's busy, like I said, or even trying to go in. Most gyms will let you have a tour. Um, the goal is to expose yourself to this environment and the equipment and the actual process of working out as quickly as you can. So once you start to become more comfortable in that environment, you can then start using this equipment, taking the classes, even though that'll be the 17th of May, and generally getting more and more and more and more done. Um, if you realise that the certain areas of the gym that are triggering you a little bit, it's sort of sink or swim, you can either absolutely avoid that area and slowly go back into it, or you could just straight up avoidance. Um, there's no right answer with that one. Every No two people are the same. Um, in terms of overwhelm, um, we've already mentioned gradual exposure, so we're slowly, 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 slowly getting back into it and getting used to things about it as well. Um, 
benefits of exercise for anxiety. So if you are feeling anxious in regards to gyms, you can also feel anxious in regards to any other aspects of things as well. Um, with all forms of anxiety, training and exercise probably would work a lot, lot better for you. And by that, I mean... Um, in a review in 2014, it was said that um, more exercise, uh, whether that be aerobic or non-aerobic, were effective treatments for anxiety disorders, including SAD, and sort of basically used as basically said basically loads there group cognitive cognitive behaviour therapy as well. Um, so getting used to exercise is actually better for your anxiety. This is for people that don't just suffer from gym anxiety. This is for people that suffer from anxiety as a whole it may seem like exercise may be the worst treatment in your head for doing such a thing but by getting over it by rinsing repeating by getting generally a little bit fitter and being more confident in your environment and seeing your body change that anxiety is going to lessen whether that be in the gym whether that be out of the gym so that's what i mean by a little bit little bit of there um got a bit of tongue tied there need to get some water for two seconds as I said, this was one take wonder today. This is all my thoughts compiled into one big mess. Um, so, yeah, just to sort of reiterate everything we went, went over there in regards to overwhelm. So what we need to be doing, we need to be looking at what's triggering us in the gym. We need to be managing our thoughts. So we're adding a negative thought and we're going to transfer that into a positive one. I'll give one of those examples again. So it's, I feel so anxious. I can't get through this workout. You transfer that to, I can do this keep counting the reps and I'll fucking do my best. Again, did not need to swear, but oh well. Um, we're going to try and build confidence by slowly exposing ourselves to this gym environment on a day-by-day -day or week-by-week -week basis. Uh, that'll slowly happen over time. And we also just need to sort of realise why we are going there in the first place. So goal setting and realising that exercise is better for us all. So hopefully that has covered the jumble that is this podcast and that section of Overwhelm. The next section I will be discussing uh, with yourselves is managing expectations once we get back in the gym. So let's be real with this one. Social distancing is still going to be a thing when we open. Expect it. Uh, as keen as everyone is to get back into previous routines and things like that, um, social distancing has been here for a year. It's going to fucking stay that way. Uh, so manage your expectations when it comes to being able to get onto kit, being able to get into the gym and not have to queue, particularly on day one. Um, when I'm talking about this, I'm experience, talking from experience of my pure gym site in Hull. We have a max capacity of 110 people. Um, if anything goes past that, I think it's 80% of capacity. There is a staff member at the door. At 100% capacity, people start queuing outside. Just for peace of mind, or if there isn't a peace of mind, our gym only got max capacity twice last year since the lockdowns happened. The first one was day one, hence why I'm missing it this time round. The second time, my site in particular, the manager probably doesn't appreciate me talking about this, but uh, we hit max capacity the first Monday uh, after Christmas because we had a lot of students coming back from universities. So there was in the gym. You had people that were off work. So it was in midday. It was like a midday. It was really weird. So yeah, there's two incidents. My gym has had max capacity in an entire year. So that might be peace of mind. That might make people think that we need to increase the capacity. You can take with that what you will, but... And my gym officially only had two times where we hit capacity last year. Both of those times we had social distancing in place and just, just don't be a dick is what I'm saying. Um, your gym that you're going to may not have social distancing in place. So that might keep you wary a little bit as well. Just try and make people aware of your situation, your comfortability. If you feel comfortable in that environment, 
if you don't feel comfortable in that environment whatsoever, if you feel like your gym is not following protocols or if you feel like your gym doesn't want to care about protocols and you're not willing to report that or anything like that, maybe change gyms. That's all I could really sort of supply to you. So yeah, manage your expectations of the gym and its environment. There's still going to be boxes taped up on the floor. You're still going to have to wear masks in between exercises and walking around the gym. You're still may not be able to spot people. Again, I'm talking from my own gym's experience. Yours might be different. The gym environment is not going to be the one that was last March. It's going to be the gym environment from what we had in December. But don't let those changes ruin the fun of returning and finally putting some weights on a fucking barbell. Grab a gym bag. If you've got a gym bag, you might have a wet bag, you put your gym gear in. You get the point. Grab your gym bag, get on with it, get some pre-workout in if you need it, get some caffeine if you need it, and try and enjoy it as much as you can. This is the new norm, so to say, at least until the 21st of June, if all things go brilliantly. So yeah, that was a short section there. Manage your expectations of what you expect the gym to be looking like and you will not be disappointed. Um, speedy one there. So the third section is going to be going steady. Don't be disappointed. This goes back to manage expectations a little bit, I suppose, but you aren't the person you was last March. Um, we've had March, April, May, June, July, November, January, February, March, it'll be nine months in total once the gym reopens that we've had gyms closed. And if you haven't had kit at home, if you've been what most people have been over the past year and that's slightly complacent, you aren't going to be the same person you was last March. You could be better than the person you was last March. Um, a client of mine, for example, Tom, he's lost a lot of weight. Um, so he's in a better position than he was last March. But most people consider are usually in wear shape than it was last March. So what I don't want you to be doing in that case is going back into it using the same old shit you did last time. You are not going to be 100% when it comes to that. Um, this goes for the general gym, gym goer gym goer, and the season gym goer as well. Um, it will have negative effects if you jump into your old ways. If you've been sedentary for a long time or if you haven't picked anything heavy up, jump back into workout your previous sets up, you up failure may actually cause injury, which obviously we don't want. Uh, I don't need to tell you why both getting injured is bad or having the most worst doms ever imaginable is bad, but it's it's just not going to be ideal for you. You're not going to have fun. Um, you might have fun that first day and you might end up going in once that week because of that. So you need to ease things back a little bit. Um, just think back. If you've ever been to a time where you've been out the gym for two weeks and you felt quite sluggish, it, just think of that time as, what, 50? Nine months. I get I was back in the gym in December, but we didn't really have much of a time. We had three months in a row there. Um, you feel lazy, you feel sluggish, and then you're going to times that by 50. Uh, you need to reassess your goals. What you enjoy when you are there. Think about that. Why you go to the gym. What you want to accomplish. And from that, create a plan of action. So that will go into that a little bit more in a second. Do not go in there with the same plan or without a plan. You are not the person from last match. Um, if you do, you'll find a bit of a swift kick to the bollocks within, what, three weeks? Um, so, yeah, stay safe in regards to doing that. Um, you'll have to build your strength up gradually. There's no point in pushing your body too far too soon, as you will risk injuries. Again, I keep, I'm keep i going to keep mentioning this, aren't I? Um, your body needs time to adjust 
to the new workout, or if it's the old workout, slightly less weight, you can make up for it in terms of time under tension. You can slow that weight down like you have been at home. If you've been training at home, you can have a little bit more time in between rests, sort of in between sets, sorry. So you, you can, there's many ways you can do it. I'm not just saying have lighter weights. I'm saying maybe go a bit slower, maybe take a bit more time when you're in the gym, maybe take one or two exercises out on the fence a couple of weeks. Just go really, really, really slowly on that first day back. You'll find about two weeks in, you'll be fine and you can go back to normal shit and it can commence again. But don't start going in cracking PBs out or attempt to crack PBs out because you're going to crack your back. You're going to crack whatever you're working on. It ain't going to feel nice the day after. Um, and I want you training, me. I don't want you to just spaff out all your... You just spare... Jesus Christ, Brendan. You just spare... Shall I just talk in there? Yeah, so I don't want you to just get worn out and broken down before the 1st of May. I want you to be having a plan, having an action and just getting done with it. Uh, and this follows quite nicely into my next section and that is sticking to the basics. So before heading back into the gym, create a plan and stick to it. Um, it will be a bit sort of, it might seem mundane or very unspontaneous, but by sticking to plan and sticking to the basics, you'll be able to go into the gym a little bit easier. These two sections are going to sort of morph into one, really. So um, what I would say when I say stick to the basics, I mean the most simple movements, that's squats, that's pressing movements, that pulling movements, the most simple terms. It's the compound movements, the deadlifts, pull-ups, maybe assisted variations of it. It's not trying to do intricate one-legged RDLs or doing things that you may not feel 100% doing at this moment in time. Um, sticking to your compounds and getting most muscles activated in a smaller time frame might make you feel a bit better. So try and stick into these simple, boring, and, and I say it's boring, uh, I do a compound movement at the start of every session. Um, just FYI, the compound movements are your squats, your deadlifts, your lunges, your bench presses, your dips, Pull-ups, press-ups, it's, it's, they're your sort of really sort of simple ones. I know some people will include hip thrusts. I probably would include a hip thrust potentially as well. I know some people are going to like, Brendan, it's not a fucking compound. I, I'm i going to count it. Sorry. Um, I, I enjoy doing hip thrusts. I enjoy putting them in programs. I would consider it a compound movement because a compound movement is defined as any movements that are using multiple muscle groups. So, yeah, I don't care what anyone says. I'm, I'm counting the hip thrust or the glute bridge. Sue me. I know some people won't. For example, by the way, for people that don't know, a compound movement is not a bicep curl because you're just working your biceps. That's an isolation movement. So, yeah, stick to your compound movements. Keep them simple. I'd start straight away with the compound movement. So, for day one, maybe start with a squat. Day two, start with the deadlift. Day three, start with the bench press. Day four, start with the fucking hip thrust I'm, I'm doing. Maybe day five, start with your pull-ups. Obviously, that means doing five sessions in your first week, but you, you get the idea there. So sticking to the most basic movements, at least to start off with, you can't go far wrong. You're not missing any body parts out and you're sticking to somewhat, some sort of plan. Um, so yeah, as I just mentioned there, sticking to your plan is going to help you so much more than it would if you were to just go in there and wing it. So start off with a compound movement, for example. 
maybe superset that with an ab exercise. So you're definitely getting your core work in. Um, and also by doing that, you're not avoiding core work. So I superset a lot of core work for my clients with a main movement. So they're definitely getting them in. If I'm telling my my clients and they know who they are to do one day of core in a gym, they aren't fucking doing it. The gym's been not being open for four months. The last thing they're going to be doing is going in there and sit on a mat for an hour. I don't expect them to do that either. So supersetting a core movement with a compound movement just to get them in there. You're hitting the most basic aspects of training there straight away. Um, having three to four exercises in a training plan when you're going in would be ideal, knowing where you're going to be at all times in the gym so you can plan your route, so to say. Um, and putting them exercises in an order that may not be making the most sense in terms of your body, but makes the most sense in regards to getting it done inside that gym that day. So if you're starting, obviously when I'm doing this, I'm picturing my gym in my head. If I'm starting off with a squat, my second exercise is, say I've got three exercises, for example, I've got a squat, I've got a leg press, and I've got a barbell lunge. What I will not be doing is going to the squat, going to the leg press, going to the barbell lunge, because in my gym in particular, the leg press is upstairs. Or if I'm using a different type of um, leg press, yes, it's in the weights area, but I've got now got to get leave my squat rack hoping that the squat rack is going to be available once I finish my leg press, and then I'm going to go back into the squat rack. I'm going to both my squat rack movements and then I'm going to go into my leg pressing movement. So organise and think tactically on when things are going to be busy. Uh, if you're training at 6pm, are you really banking your full session to be on the squat rack? Chances are you are not going to get your way. Uh, mainly because of pricks like me who insist on PT and their clients in a squat rack for an hour, but sores, I'm paying for it. Um, sorry. Um, but yes, yeah, so Sticking to the plan, thinking tactically about what, what's going to happen and when you're going to be in the gym and what times you're going to be in the gym and what, what's going to be available typically. Um, you don't want to be the hoverer. No one fucking likes the hoverer. Um, again, I mentioned that Monday, that was really busy just before the gym shut. There was members stood behind other members. It's always a fucking male sat stood right behind a female, just with a hand in the pockets or staring at the female, waiting for them to move off the set. Um I personally do not like being asked when I've got any sets left or how many sets I've got left. I can't stand it. It pisses me off. Leave me be. Um, so in, because I don't like it, I will not do it to the people. Simple as that. You'll not catch me asking anybody how many sets I've got left. I will think of something else. Um, if I've got pulling movement, for example, say I've got a seated row and the seated row machine is not available, I am not going to go up to the guy and ask him. I will think of a doing a dumbbell row instead. It's not rocket science. You think of a similar movement if you can't get on something. And by having a contingency plan in there, you're getting stuff done. It might not be what you wanted, but your body doesn't know the difference between a seated row and a dumbbell row. I mean, it does to some extent, but it doesn't to such a microscopic molecule level. Like, you, you'll be fine. Don't worry about it. So sticking to that plan that you are going to come in with will make things so much easier and so much more enjoyable. And that comes nicely into my next point, which is enjoying the process. What really matters when you're on the gym is when you're showing up and you're fucking enjoying it. Even if you go to the gym, the workout isn't as you planned, as I just mentioned there, it doesn't matter. Any workout, this is really corny, as you want him, any workout is better than no workout. So I would rather you do an hour of shite you find fun over an hour of shit you don't like. Yes, you're not gonna maybe you may not bet yourself the most absolute maximum way, but getting stuff done that you actually enjoy is so much better than doing an hour or two hours of shit you don't enjoy because you're not gonna to stick to that then. 
yes, I believe you need to be out of your comfort zone a little bit, but it needs to, particularly in the first couple of weeks of reopening, we need to just slowly get you back into there, enjoying the process, enjoy just fucking being there for one and not dreading being back and you're in week two. So if you don't like a certain exercise in week one, week two, I'm not saying avoid it, but I am saying avoid it at the same time. I want you all to enjoy your workouts. Um, so yeah, that's a really short, simple one. Think of what you enjoy. Think of what you don't enjoy and stick to the things that you like. If you like doing pull-ups till eternity, do your pull-ups. If you love doing squats all day, do squats till eternity. Get in the gym, get your hours logged, get comfortable in the gym, doing stuff you enjoy, and then you can start looking at stuff to improve on. So Rome wasn't built in a day, neither was your body. You are not in the shape you are today because of one day's actions. You, your body is what it is today because of years and years of decisions. That includes not going to the gym because you didn't enjoy it. So yeah, find training you enjoy. If that's fucking running outside of the gym, do you know what I mean? Like, I don't run personally, but if you enjoy running, you don't need to be in the gym for it. Um, yeah, I just thought I'd make that clear there. So enjoying the process, enjoying what you are doing in terms of your training and just getting on with it is so much more important than skipping things you don't enjoy them. And that goes into quite nicely my last point, and that is seeking help. That's where I've got you in it. You listen to what? 30 minutes of me waffle, and then Brendan's going to ask you to pay him. No, I'm not. I'm not. But... I am going to come clean. I'll come not come clean. I've not fucking got a drug habit. Um, I, on the time of recording, I've just got my online coach um, starting for the 12th of April, the 13th, because I'm not going in. And I'm fucking buzzing for it. So uh, my coach, bit of an advertisement from now with the hybrid guys. Uh, see him on Instagram. It's hy number three rid I found out about them guys because I'm part of Lift the Bar, which is a service that provides my clients with yoga and Pilates instruction videos. One of the guys on there, it's called Alex. He's part of Hybrid. I've seen other guys work with him in the past and Hybrid try and make training fun. They concentrate on handstand movements and flowing movements, stuff that I've never really worked on before. I think I recorded a podcast three podcasts ago saying I was going to work on pull-ups, not pull-ups, sorry, uh, wall walks and hand um, handstands I've done it a little bit but I'm, I, I don't have the expertise so admitting when you need help is very important if me a personal trainer is paying for help maybe you should too Ronaldo gets coached a PT gets coached businesses get business coaching Sarah from accounts might need coaching too you know just saying so whether you are a seasoned veteran in the gym whether you're new to this shit I would recommend investing in coaching because you are more likely to stick to it. You're making yourself accountable to somebody else as well as yourself. You're making yourself more determined. And some aspects, you're putting a figure, a monthly sum on your body that you need to get things done. If you're paying Brendan, I'm going to slip into my prices here. If you're going to pay Brendan £280 a month, you best believe you're going to start doing more stuff. Some of my clients are going to be listening to this now and thinking, fuck, I don't do anything. And that's what they pay me. But yes, yeah, so if you're paying somebody a set amount of money, you've now got a monetary value you are putting your body on. Um, and over a year, that's going to add up. I'm not going to put my clients off now, hopefully. Um, investing in yourself is so important. And that goes outside of the gym. So like I pay for a business coach right now. Um, spend quite a lot of money on my business coach, in fact. And it's because I need it. It's because it keeps me accountable. It makes me do stuff that I don't really enjoy doing when it comes to my job. And Obviously, I'm going to have my my online coach now. So I'm getting, I'm paying coaches for my business and now my body. So 
paying for help isn't the worst thing in the world. I understand people are strapped to cash. I understand it's hard out there, but seeking help is a really good reason. Um, this is the part where I talk about my losing program a little bit, but I understand you aren't here for that today. You are here to be helped. So I'll just go over it fairly quickly. I've got my program, my losing program. That's my online coaching platform. With that, you get accountability from myself. You get trusted training catered towards your goals. You get nutritional guidance. Blah, 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 blah. That's all I'll say to get today with that. I'm not going to be a twat. I'm not going to be a cunt and tell everyone to join me for my online coaching. You're not here for that. But just in general, I would advise everybody to seek help, whether that be free in the gym, asking someone to show you a machine, whether that be a paid help for an online coach or a PT or a yoga instructor. It's not just about landing in my pocket. It's about helping people today. That's why I do this podcast. So seeking help will help you so much more. And you'll build your confidence up almost tenfold instantly. Having an informed voice in your pocket 24-7 when you're ready to help in the gym, fucking come on then, you'll be all right. Ah, so, sorry, just screamed at headphone users. I think I've covered it there. I think I've done and discussed everything I've wanted to do today. Uh, again, apologies if this has been waffle. It's been a bit unstructured because I wanted to get this out three weeks prior to gyms opening. Again, if Boris doesn't let me down. So I'll reiterate every point I made today. We started off talking about overwhelm within the gym environment um, and the ways we're going to conquer this gym environment um, anxiety is going to be by managing our thoughts, by putting a negative thought away and creating a positive thought. So I'll go over one of those examples again. In your head, you're thinking, everyone is staring at me. I must think I'm fat and out of shape. Fuck that. Think everyone is focused on themselves and I'm doing my own thing. So mindful thoughts. Building confidence with reps and repetition in the gym. Gradual exposure of those set exercises and slowly getting more and more and more comfortable in each situation. So that's the overwhelm as sort of aspect of everything there. Managing expectations in the gym. Yes, it's going to be busy. Yes, things are not going to be the same as last March. You will have to follow social distancing. That's very likely anyway. You can have to get over that part and then get on with it. So just get ready to manage expectations in regards to that. Going steady, don't go hell forever. Don't start going for fucking PBs. Your body has not trained properly. You don't have weights at home. For five months this time, you had a month in the gym. You had a month off the gym. You had three months in the gym. And you had five months last time, last March to August. So going steady. It'll take about two weeks to get back into things, but you'll be fine after that. Sticking to the basic movements and so sticking to your squats, your deadlifts, your pull-ups and things like that. Stick to your plan. Whether that be paid advice plan, obviously we mentioned seeking help. Whether that be a plan that you've made up yourself, stick to your fucking plan. Don't start winging it. And then you'll be more comfortable because you know where you're going to be all times in the gym. Enjoying the process. Find what you love. Think about what you really enjoy in the gym. And hopefully you're more likely to stick to it. And last of all, seeking help. That's paying my pockets. I'm joking. That's seeking help. Whether that be free help, whether that be paid help, there is gym instructors in 99% of gyms that have to help you. If they don't, they're a cunt. Um, if you're a member at Pure Gym Hall and you've got this far on the podcast, well done. I'm happy to do free gym inductions for anybody that isn't comfortable in the gym right now when the gym reopens. So my DMs are open in regards to that. So yeah, hopefully we covered everything. So that was overwhelm, done. Expectations, done. Going in steady, done. Sticking to the basics, done. Sticking to your plan, done. Enjoying the process, done. Seeking help, fucking done um sorry if anyone skipped over this waffle today i really do hope you do enjoy this 
Um, if this podcast just helps one person, that's mission accomplished in my books. As usual, with podcasts and podcasting in general, can you please do all the podcast things that get me up in the rankings? I'm averaging around 200 to 300 listens a podcast at the moment, which is fucking insane. Considering I've got 35 clients, considering there's about a handful of gym members that listen to this that come to my gym, 200 to 300 is absolutely fantastic. So everybody, and I demand everybody that listens to this podcast today, screenshot it, put it on your story on Instagram, tell your friends about it. If you've got Apple, put it on a review click download, click like, uh, follow me. So follow the Fine Fitness Podcast on Spotify. This is a load of waffle. You get the idea. Um, just get my voice heard out there. Again, if this podcast has helped one person, that's mission accomplished. So if things go to plan, I'll see you all in three weeks if you're out in the gym. If you're not in my gym, still send me a message. I can help you as much as I can. Adios. Adios.